Hey everybody, welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. E, I always wonder about this. I know it's the second season. Is it number six in the second season? Number seven. So total, we've got about how many of these things? 20-something, Ed. 22nd podcast. This one's a real exciting one for me because we've got Charles Mini Drag Bike in the house. Charles, thanks for rolling over. All right. You know. And it's nice to be here. Beautiful night out, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yes, it's nice and cool today. And it's just the beginning. The sun hasn't set. For those of you who are listening outside of the uh, Pacific Standard Time, thanks for uh, hanging out and staying up a little bit late. Uh, we're going to make it worth your while. That I can ensure you. I want to begin this podcast by uh, dedicating it to my beautiful wife, Linda. Ed. All right. All right. Our anniversary tomorrow. Oh, cool. Is tomorrow the 17th? Yeah, I think yep. so. Yep, 33 years. Yeah. Man. 33 years. That's a lot of years right yep. there. 33 yeah. years, plus all the time we were together in high school and before that, so probably closer to 40. That's a lot wow. of you. I can't shake her. That's a lot of you. I can't shake her, bitch. I mean, I don't know what's up. Yeah, I'm lucky to have her. We had a, we had a, uh, a great week. Um, I want to uh, recognize uh, Corey. My nephew Corey is out amongst the troops. We're wishing him the best. Uh, and well, as give out a shout out to all the guys here in L.A. in the mini bike scene. We got the kings with us, Evil Ed. Ed, welcome. How you doing, brother? All right. They got the clip on mic, huh? Yeah, somewhere. You were giving me a little shit about the shirt because it does seem like I'm turning into a Detroit guy, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Shit? You go to Detroit, you come back wearing T-shirts, got that Detroit accent. Yep. Listening to Insane Clown Posse. I, if I came back smoking cigarettes, it's like I was right back there because they oh, all smoke ciggies. That's the other oh, thing, too. Goodness. Yeah, the ciggies are big. They're cutting fucking steaks head with the cigarettes in their hand. <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome I to the show, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about my week back in Detroit. Uh, I was there for Roadkill Nights. Uh, David Freiberger and Mike Finnegan tore up the city of Pontiac. Drag racing on the streets. It would be like taking a segment of Sunset Boulevard yeah. and blocking it off. Let's just say we blocked it off from Highland to La Brea. And right by Grobman Theater, we just fucking <laughs> drag race. That's, that, that is the equivalent of what Dodge allowed us to do. As Dodge powered the Roadkill Night event, it was August the 12th. We started drag racing at 10 a.m., and the line started at 6. And to give you just an example of these crazy bastards on the Detroit mini bike scene, out of all of these cars, and they came from many states, it's a pretty big event. Dodge promotes the hell out of it. Roadkill promotes the hell out of it. But, you know, at some point, somebody's got to be first in line and last in line. Who do you think is first in line? The mini bike guy. Fucking Calman. <laughs> Calman Carisi is there in line with, with his car, with a, a trailer, with uh, Crispy Minis, Scott. And Scott, we uh, understand that you're recovering. Seems like the broken collarbone syndrome's going around. Everybody's flying off their bikes, Charles. Yeah. Omar, he broke his too. Omar, get better. Yeah, Nick. well, Scott. Nick. Omar. He appreciates that. Yep, all those guys. Uh, Nick's coming out of recovery, and Scott's going in. But yeah, that's the deal. And it's really prevalent there because they ride. Those guys are riding, and I got a chance to ride with them. Uh, before I get way caught up in that, a couple things. You know, I, I talked about, you know, I always try to come up with something, Ed, and we come up with this little book. And it's a little flip through. It's like, I call it a pictorial essay of all the years, of the five years that we've had Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Yeah, you cool. and you, because you guys are really the reason why I'm able to talk a lot about this, because you've helped me build this event uh with all your efforts and your attendance, but you're in there. It's out there. We've got a couple little pins. I'm trying to come up with some different things. Ed, I asked you, and uh, I did some homework. 
Uh, we're going to have a T-shirt that includes a main part of it with Ed's image because it just it just needs to be done. Yeah, you talking about like the the sticker? I hope it's the not like the sticker. sticker. The famous you, sticker you get is to the direct best. it. No, there's no image runs without you. I have one Ed. The sticker was all over the place. The famous yes, sticker yes. is remember, the best one. It reminds me of remember the Andre the Giant yeah, picture yeah, used yeah. to be everywhere. Yeah, you know, they you, have they do it where they don't even show. It's like the shading of the just face. Just the silhouette. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like the best, right? There. Anywhere yeah. you'd go, um, inside an elevator downtown L.A. In the in the in the stalls in the bathroom at the forum, you'd see an Andre the Giant decal everywhere. That was kind of like Evil Ed, that solo image. But there's an image that you had where you were standing above the the raw tone Frioli that you and I were trying to get running. Right. And you're kind of standing over it, and I'm shooting on an upward angle. So it's 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 the bike, and then you, and then the mountains. Oh, okay. It's, it's a silhouette shot. You may like that, but w we can even uh, look through any photos that you have and make the image. Uh, we're excited to do that. So we're going to have an Evil Ed shirt. And I, I asked Ed, I said, Ed, look, would you be interested in us having a second shirt, which would include your image, and I'd, I'd pay you a royalty? Because we're big time now. In fact, look, I don't want to go fucking tooting my own horn, but we got a check from Google for advertising for this podcast. Really? Yeah. All right. Like a, a check, a residual from this stupid little podcast. Yeah, I really? I forgot to link That's awesome. this podcast to my page. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to have to do that. Cause the, but ultimately, and now, <sighs> now it's a pretty substantial amount. Of, how much was it? Just tell them. $10.70. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's, how That's great. It. 10 bucks without even trying. That'll we're buy me root beer into this for thing, the next 24 podcast. episodes. We got $10. That can okay. buy me root beer for the next So you podcast. can see where all the money's flying in. <laughs> so we, we've got we've got the book. We're going to sell the book. We've got some pins. We're going to have an Evil Ed shirt. And Ed, you'll pick out the image. And um, I want to thank some of the sponsors that also help us out, not only with uh, their support for the podcast, but also the event. Obviously, the Pioneer guys, without Ted and all those guys. Uh, don't break up with your car. Uh, upgrade it. Uh, their single DIN unit, again, continues to be a big hit inside Muscle Truck. That's one of the most popular vehicles on Roadkill. Uh, CRC, I've got a gift pack. I continue to have all kinds of CRC product. You can see it, Charles. You'd probably like the engine grease, but they got the carburetor cleaner. They got the old red goopy grease, <laughs> the knocker loose, uh, brake clean. So, uh, CRC, thank you for your support. Uh, the folks from Go Kart USA. We've got the giveaway bike. Charles was scoping it out earlier. What do you think about the bike? Kind of looks all right, yeah, Charles? It looks nice, real nice. Yeah, it's like a big boy bike, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's their American Flyer 215. Uh, it's a roller. They're going to also send us an engine with some hop up parts. In fact, I got a box. Speaking of hop up parts, Ed, behind the bar stool is a Makuni carb, an air filter, and an intake. Compliments of um, the folks over at Stutz. Oh, really? Yeah, the Eric. Um, helped us out, Eric Shingles. We, Thanks, Eric. Yep, he was looking for you too at the meet and greet. Really? Yeah, we had a nice meet and greet, Charles. Boy, if I had you there, we would have. Man, all right, sit. Guess, <laughs> guess how many people showed up for the meet and greet? How many? At least forty. Really? Is that right? Yeah, really. That's and it was really nice. They were all really, and everybody wanted to know about Evil Ed. I swear to you. Come on. Uh, it's on the video. <laughs> and Charles. On. Uh, we, we had we had a group of guys that showed up there. Um, pizza boy Charles Harris, he's a really cool guy. He's one of those guys where you may think of him differently if you were to just look at him on his Facebook posts. But to meet him, Calman, my main man, look, Calman, 
I told you, Charles, the thing about the Detroit guys is as if you meet them once and you feel as if you've always, you've always known them. They're that cool. They say whatever's on their mind. They love their mini bikes and they ride them and they really know how to build them. The way it went was like this. I flew in. The Roadkill event started on, the move-in was Friday and we got there typically Thursday. So you can be at the, the venue, which was the M1 concourse. Usually you have to be there the day before to set up. Make sure the banners get set up that the exhibitors have a place to park and, you know, get all this stuff together. It's a one-day setup. But I got there a day early. I got there Wednesday. I got there about 3, and Calman was there to pick me up. We immediately drove to see Crispy Minis, Scott, the dude who just fell down. And his place was a huge farm set up, but with a cool house and a big garage just full of mini bike stuff. Huh. And, and he was loving it. And not only could he... He, did he have access to all these bikes and all these parts and all this ability? But he had a place to ride. Just acres and acres of... So we stopped there for a while, got to meet him. We went to the meet and greet, uh, and Eric was there. And Eric... Do you know Eric? Because hasn't he sold some of your heads there before? Mm -hmm. Who else? Who sold your heads back there? That was Howard's. Oh, Howard's. Yeah, I'm starting to... We're starting back up some business or whatever. But yeah, I talked to them or whatever but i never did any business with him i wonder charles if if um we should revisit that because he has a complete line and he really does and, and, and he's a real genuine guy eric is not just some lawnmower guy who all of a sudden all of a sudden started to just sell mini bike stuff he's a, you go in the back and he's got all kinds of old bikes he had a trail horse that i thought was a bonanza yeah he I had a, so. uh, a rutman chopper uh those guys fix up some doodle bugs you know, they had an Arco Reynolds lurking, but all the traditional predictable bikes that lurked back in Detroit, particularly the Rutmans, th those those in the Little Indians, they're all over because like the tacos were here, those right. bikes are, are big there. But he has a bike called the Big Dog, I think. Is that what they call that thing? Oh, the Boss. The Boss. The Boss. I think what the Boss is, Charles. Bad Dog, not a bad dog. Yeah. What, what, it's called, his is called the Boss. From Bad Dog? Boss is the version that Eric was able to name and bring over because he went overseas. He went and met with the guys that made the Baja and the big dog and the oh, bad really? dog and okay. the girl dog and the fucking boy dog. He went there and said, okay, look, <laughs> Charlie's like, I like this. I like that. The best of the best. Well, he mixed and matched. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. got like a fake gas tank because the real tank sits on the engine. But you know, there's, there's certain things he did. But he came back with a bike, a big old fat tire bike. Where everything works, the engine's right power for like, I think it's under 900 bucks. These guys are selling their Rutmans and their tacos and their whatever as quick as they can and buying those dogs because they start every time. And they're great on that velodrome. Oh, really? Not, yeah. not the Thunderdome. What was I calling it, Charles? Thunderdome, <laughs> Mad, yeah. Mad Max. <laughs> Mad Max, yeah. So <laughs> so we do, we do the meet and greet. And while we're at the meet and greet, all the guys that whose names you typically remember when you go online, because, you know, you're, for whatever reasons, you're friends with them. They were all there. Literally all came out. They hung around there for a little while. We gave away some stuff. Uh, Eric gave out some gift certificates. I brought some shirts and some decals. Everybody's fucking crazy about decals. Isn't that amazing? Grown men. <laughs> we're all <laughs> yeah. still into decals. So we did all that. Uh, he, uh, Calman took me and Myron, as well as Myron's son, big son. We went out, had a nice dinner. So far, Calman won't let me do shit. I can't reach in my pocket to buy this or that. or It's, it's, it's one of those things. It's one of those pinchy moments. Yeah, yeah. And it's usually that happens because somebody wants something. You've probably been there, right? 
you know, usually it's yeah. like, okay, something's up. And there was none of that. Those guys had no, no nothing. So it was really cool. We went out, we got drunk, we came back. Boom, first thing in the morning, Calman's right there. I fucked up because I, I didn't get used to the time. Oh. I was still on California time, so oh, yeah, <laughs> they went yeah, yeah, So yeah. The, where do we go? The first place we go, he takes me to one of the legends, the Ray. Now, his last name is Micharina, I believe, something like that. Micharina, Micharina, something like that. Micharina, yeah, it, Micharina. they had three brothers. Those guys just rocked that mini bike world. So, Carmen, again, he arranges a visit. I go in there, and he's there, Ray. Ray and his son, Greg. And Allied Leisure. And he I got a shirt, he autographed it. And we sat there. Looks like Mitch Rena. Yeah. Rina. And I don't know if it's silent or whatever, but it was nice for him. I got this nice shirt, which I'll cherish forever. And I got to talk to him. He had a couple bikes left. Just a few bikes out of all the bikes. <clears throat> and I think my expectation, I was telling Charles, is I was hoping to, you know, it's like when you meet the guy who um Work 50 years at Dodge. It's like, okay, where's all the Dodge cars you have? You know, you, you have to, you know, where's all the parts? Where's all the intake, man? You know, you expect somebody that started that company to have a litany of little Indian stuff. And he, not only did he sell a lot of stuff, but he also tells me a story about a bunch of kids came in and preoccupied him while two other ones stole one of his bikes around display. One oh. of the local bastards. Oh. So so it, it was one of those things. And he's like, you know, that's the, that's, that's the part of shit you hear about big cities. Not just Detroit that, that pisses you off. But there he stood after all these years, uh, still making it a go. It's called Allied Leisure. They still do sell two-piece mini bike frames, of which I saw, even a three-piece. They're not assembled. You put them all together. Um, guys just, you know, it's like he's not selling a lot of them because I talked to him. Guys are just going out buying rollers. You know, they're not spending two, three hundred bucks on a three-piece frame. They'd rather spend that money in something used. But he's still there. And if you're local to um, that area, or if you'd still like to get a little bit of the current little Indian, check them out at alliedleisure.com. So thanks for all the guys that came out there. Uh, we rode the velodrome the next day. Eric came out with Stubby Bob, or Stubby Bob, uh, Crispy Minis, and in a van, he's got kind of sound the same, doesn't it? Stubby Bob Stubby and Crispy Bob. Minis. Stubby Bob's kind of like like Scott. Scott Stebbins. Yeah, yeah Scott Stebbins. <laughs> Very matter of fact, smaller guy. Yeah, you were saying when I'm the biggest guy in the lot. <laughs> yeah, from those pictures, I was like. Well, Joe's kind of short, and I'm looking at that picture, and I'm, damn, these guys are all shorter than Joe. I noticed that, and it was every picture. It was at the, uh, you know, we, we just. Well, Joe isn't short. George is medium height. You just say that he's medium. Yes. Medium height. On a good day, I'm medium height. But I'm, I, I, if I had to, I'm more of the short. But thank God Calman is a little bit smaller, and so so are those guys. Eric's a bigger dude. Yeah. Yeah, Eric's a I bigger dude. That, yeah. Um, so we, we go to the meet and greet. Have a great hour, give away some stuff, say hi. Shit, I was signing autographs. It was really stupid. You're, you're yeah, popular. it was good. Because I brought some of the things, and they were asking, you know, it's like whatever they had, they really appreciated. Guys were bringing in kids because they were either babysitting or didn't have a choice. Um, little kids, people that had seen the podcast. It was, it was, it was, it was weird in a good way. Uh, and look, it was, it was far from a standing room only, but it was nice to see that we had had some stupid effect on people. Uh, and Eric was a great host. Uh, and all those folks over there at uh, Stutz, 
they weren't fooling around. It wasn't just they had like one carburetor and like a pipe and the, you know they you go to yeah, the back the room. Videos he's got a lot of stuff. The, yeah, the so he should be selling your stuff, Charles. Um, so thanks for all the guys that came out there. We'll mention who those guys were a little bit later on. They took me to that velodrome. Eric had bikes waiting for me along with Scott. There were the, those those bigger bikes that he brings in, and the bosses, and we rode. Uh, Scott Stubbins got out there like he'd been there his whole life. Just took right off, just jumped on the track. Then I started seeing photos of Calvin flying off. In fact, there's some there's some photos of Calvin flying off, and they put a fucking cape on him, like the <laughs> Superman. But all those guys have a story about where they flew off and what turn. And as you, we first thing we did is we walked it, and even walking it was like it's that a was high scary. bank, yeah, the high bank. Oval. Charles, it's it's a mini Daytona. I know how it is. It's real so, high so, bank. And there's uh, that's like what a thirty degree, forty degree, something like that at the one. So I say, I say, Calvin, what's that? He goes, dead rat. Uh, He's Calvin picks it up. It's like, what's that? I know it's fucking cigarette butts everywhere. Oh, that's a good one. He'll light it up. (laughs) (laughs) Walking around, I said, what's that? Oh yeah, that's a dead person. Yeah, uh, sweep her off. He's like, Calvin, get the hose. Like, God damn. So get me out of here. It's like people were showing up, parking, doing God knows what. It's still illegal, so you're always looking out for the cops. Sure as shit, the cops come. Fucking Calvin gets with him two minutes. No problem. <laughs> Calman knew this guy who knew this guy. Went to school with that small town syndrome. Everybody knows somebody. So mm-hmm. next thing you knew, the guy who was going to arrest us turns out to know his brother, and he <laughs> leaves us alone. And it's like, come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. It's like, you guys go. The funniest thing could happen is I bring my ass out here. The first lap I fall, I'm over with. It's yeah. like, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> I let him go, Charles. I watch their line, and I jump in. And I put, you know, I put on a jacket, put on the gloves, did the boots, did all the stuff that we say to do. Yeah. And even that still felt like, that was just, it still felt like an exercise. Oh. Eric bring me a jacket and, and brought me some gloves and a nice helmet. You know, the helmet, I'm good. It's not what I'm worried about, though. It's like the jacket wasn't like my D&E's jacket where everything's, you know, and yeah, the gloves. Added, yeah. Oh, I got, you know, all that stuff that you really need. And I, I felt like I was half-assing it, but it's like, I got to go. I had sneakers on. I didn't have my boots on. And I jumped in, and I, I I took that line, and I went slow, and I did two real girl bitch laps. Then I did, and I mean that in a good way. Uh, then I did three semi-sissy laps and got off. I got five in. It's like, goddamn, that's five more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. I thought I was going to, you know, especially the, with Charles. The thing is, when you jumped in, I jumped in, like, where the start-finish line would be, and I went into that first turn. Real cautious, got up to the second turn, felt good. Yeah, I you don't know the, how your bike's going to act on that. Yeah. The third, between the third and fourth turn, is is there was chunks, that that whole curve that there's big chunks in the middle, so you got to ride it high, but you tend to want to fall low when you make that turn into that third. Your bike wants to go low, so I'm trying to stay up but not go off the track. Yeah, because you're telling stories about a car that went <laughs> off the track and hit a car. Oh, so all this shit's going on. Anyways, I probably got 25, 30 laps in before the day was over. I could not. I could not tell you that I've had a, ever had a better day riding bikes. I wish that you were yeah, all there. Yeah, see, the, the thing about that, you start off slow, but you kind of like, I want to go faster and faster. You want to go full speed just to see if you can handle it. And yeah. That's, that's and and with that, you know what's going to happen at some point. You're yeah. going down. And I wasn't really quite ready for that. I still had I had to work. Like, I'm still kind of playing. Yeah, right. Kid. I'm there a day early. We uh, went from the... The, the velodrome, to we took a little tour. We went to the old Dodger Stadium. Uh, Calman brought me to a little place where they had either a hamburger or a chicken. And it was like, you either get this or that. It's like Saturday Night Live. This or that. Um, 
and we we went out and did a little tour of Detroit. Brought me back, and then we went to that party. Uh, some of the cars that came from to the show, the Roadkill event, a drag race. They also raced in, in an event called Hot Rod Drag Week. So they had some of the badass door slammers out there, like six second door slammers. Some of those cars were looking to go in the fives. Wow. And those guys, the deal with Drag Week is that it's not like you just show up. You've got to show up and race, and then you've got to drive that car to the next racetrack. There's no trailering it. Oh, so, that's part of Yes. That right that's the, and that's that's day how they do with the, the uh, uh, Pro Street. Yeah, a few of them, yeah. yeah. The, well, Pro the Pro Street, Street used to be trailer queens. like that now. But the Pro Streets, they couldn't turn, Charles. You know, they had the big tub rear ends. But it's required. Yes. You have yes. to drive. What do they call them? Trailer queens. Yeah. So so now with in Freiburger, Freiburger is the one who came up with Drag Week. The guy who you know for the most part created Roadkill. Um, and I'm I'm going off on a tangent here because I could just talk about the trip in Detroit all day long, not even mention what went on at Roadkill. But ultimately, we all ended up these same mini bike dudes that we went out with and rode around with and did the meet and greet. I met them all, and then we ended up many of us at the Roadkill event. And because Calvin was the first one in line, when you come into the event, the mini bike guys had the first row. So it was him, um, Alan, uh, there was Myron, there was Scott who brought out his three-wheeler, Calman with his Nitro 44, and the mini bike guys were getting a lot of attention. It was, it was one of those things that amidst all the $100,000 muscle cars and street machines, people were stopping at those mini bikes, the kids particularly, and <laughs> it, was, it was a nice time. It was, and before you knew it, it was over. Uh, I could have hung out there for a week. They've they've all welcomed us back with open arms. They want to know Whoa, what about Evil Ed? Blah, blah 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 blah. Hey Charles, you know I'm afraid to come out there. He'll rip my head off. It's like no no no. So I said, look, I've known these guys for a long time, and and everything you probably assume about Ed is right. He's he's the coolest guy out there. He's been part of the mini bike scene forever. You know you've seen him on this show, Charles. You definitely don't understand. You guys are all worrying about. It's like imagine being him. He's been in this for a long time. He's helped out a lot of people, but you can never help out everybody. Somebody's always going to bitch and moan, and he just tells it like it is. And that's what I loved about him, and that's why I love having you here. And this show is all about you, so I'll, I'll kind of get to that. I'll finish up on the sponsor, guys. I want to thank uh, Tim from Small Engine Cams. You're going to have an opportunity to send in questions for Charles. There was a few of them that came up earlier. We'll figure those out more than likely at the break. We talked about the folks from Go-Kart USA providing us with the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion giveaway bike. It's that American Flyer 215. It's going to come with an engine. Uh, uh, go powersports.com there they are up there ed they've got a package for the new coleman's and i i was not a one of those coleman in the box fans you've seen those things right ed why do they sell for thirty five hundred dollars i don't know on you eBay. know why you know because no, they want to be at the top of the list so when you rate it by price they so then when you click on it it's only three hundred dollars but on the asking price they go for the highest because it ensures them the top of the pyramid placement when you're looking at them. Because most of the times people will sort them by price. Because you know those fucking $400 Coleman mini bikes that they got for $3,500 unless Liberace signed one of them. Yeah, right? I see that. I see that on uh, eBay. Yeah, right? they all Look pop up for $3,500. What the fuck? <laughs> Speaking what? of that, um, you, you, you hopped out a couple tacos somewhere, didn't you? On Craigslist, didn't you find a couple? Some guy no, was some guy that I know that raced soapbox with us. Yeah, he sent me that. I didn't get them. I spent Anybody all my the money bikes? on bonanzas. Yeah, I got two more early bonanzas. I got four now. See, that's what I didn't know. I'm in town. It was late. I couldn't figure out how to operate the damn email. Finally, it worked, and I saw that. But I thought it was your old email. So I wanted to ask you about that. Did you get two more bikes? 
<laughs> when it rains, it pours. Good. Will you bring them in? The next we're gonna do the next podcast. Uh, they're not in that good a shape. Neither were the other ones. But no. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the other, the very first one, my friend uh, Scottacy, Scott Kirksey up in uh, Sunnyvale, made me a motor plate. Oh, okay. For that very first one. Well, I knew you were excited to get that one going. I'm not oh, surprised. Yeah, yeah. You'll have he, that he one. did a nice job. Will you have that one maybe available for the show? I'm trying to, but right. I don't know. We'll get, I don't have an engine for it. Look around. We gotta have. Well, it's got. There. It's supposed to take a two-stroke power uh, uh, power product. And you're still looking for those of you who may know somebody who knows somebody who's got a friend. Check Edu- this out. Some guy was um, listening to the podcast in Canada. Eh, hoser. And I guess he joined OMB, and his first deal was he PM me, told me he had a motor for my other bike. The uh, small displacement Briggs. Yeah. Good. Three was horse, it a three? Three oh, horse. Good. I was going to bring that up. up. So you think you're hooked up on that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I got it. He sent it to me. Uh, I didn't even have to pay postage. Oh, see? Oh, he says, I got to do something for you. He says, well, send me a couple T-shirts. Are you fucking making note of that, Emmanuel? So when his agent wants $20,000 next year, I can say we're getting him free parts. Oh, Put the date on there, too. So, yeah, he uh Good. He what was his name? Neil Copeman. Neil Copeland. Thanks for helping Copeman. out, Ed. Copeman. When did he change C-O-P-E-M-A-N. his name? C-O-P-E-M-A-N. Copeman. All right. And then finally, yeah, Ed. Canada. Um, uh, the folks over at uh, GoPowerSports.com have that Coleman hop-up kit, which is a pretty nice kit. Some of the predictable things, intake, um, filters, uh, pipe. Uh, if you got a Coleman, you're definitely going to need to hype that thing up a little bit. We saw a dude that was racing around the velodrome, and he was operating the throttle by pulling the cable by his oh, hand man, with one that, arm. That's old school, but that, dangerous. Now, check him out. That's 60s style right well, there. <laughs> he came, we're on that velodrome, and, you know, these guys are veterans, and I'm, you know, I'm anxious to get out there, but there's kind of, it's like five white dudes. This young guy's a black brother. He's rolling up with his bike. He's got his headphone on. He's got riding one bike. He's got flip-flops on, or, and he's pulling it by hand. He jumps right on the track and starts doing laps like he's been doing it oh. since he was a kid. But he, he got off the track, and I called him over because it's like I didn't want to see him riding around with one arm. Scott, another savage, it's like, Scott, come on over. It's like, what's your name? Guy had one of those unique black names, Avanke or Delshanka or one of those things. I, I lost it. But he remembered me. And, yeah, and so, so I brought him to Scott, and said, Scott, look, check him out. He goes, ah, one of those Coleman's, huh? Shakes his head. And I said, hook him up, hook him up. And his throttle was off. And they had the governor connected or bypass, and he was just set up. Somebody tried to help him, but just screwed him up. And he was going to kill himself. His brakes weren't working. So Scott uh, from Crispy Minis, Scott Stubbins, the dude who's recovering from the fall today, he, he put the uh, throttle cable on. He adjusted it. He adjusted his brake. We got him hooked up. He had the exact part, the exact screw. That kid was so appreciative, and hopefully he's listening now because I told him to listen to the stupid podcast. So if you're out there, Deshanka, I know your real name's Jimmy, <laughs> lying motherfucker. Uh, but if you're out there, hopefully you had a chance to uh, remember us, and you're part of the fraternity now. So when you go out there, so thanks to all the sponsors. Go to uh, powersports.com. We mentioned Stutz, Eric from Stutz Hardware. He's going to be bringing the Motor City Minute, which will come up not too long from now because I've been talking so much. And the folks over at Steady Garage. Okay, Charles Mini Drag Bite. Uh, what did you bring with us here, Charles? I know one thing's for sure, that when we're going to be talking to you, we're going to be talking about going fast, and these are these welded-up blocks that everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, I had that... this block here like six years, I think. What is this, Charles? This is a Honda clone? Is that no, what it is, or Honda. tell me? I mean, I don't... 
It's a Honda, okay. Real Honda, yeah. But the clone is made the exact same way. It's just that the block is all welded up. This one here is a three-inch bore, which is what everybody's doing nowadays, you know. But uh, this one is a little bigger. This one is a three, one fifty. What is it? That's why I wrote it on there. Yeah, that's so the easiest way, right? By the camera, maybe. I don't yeah, know. we can and we can get all that in post too. So you got a cutaway essentially here, huh? No, no, oh. that's how the block looks. <laughs> no, I mean from this side here, where you guys actually can see your your setup here. No, I just don't have the side cover on. Okay, it. gotcha. You can just see in the inside. That's all right. So, so you still got a little oil on it. You know. So what did you do? I was do pretty to much just rebuilding it. I was just boring it ten over, but I had to take it all the way apart to bore it ten over. Do you find yourself going over ten over the days of going twenty over, thirty over? You don't really no, find yourself. No, you just it's, it's not that much of a power gain. You got to go forty over. Every forty over is like one horsepower gain. Okay. So normally, if you start off with a Predator, it's like two and three quarter inch bore. Then they like to go a little bit overboard, maybe an eighth of an inch, to like you know. 2.875 or something then they go to three inch but when you go to three inch you have to re-sleeve it so yeah so that's that, how it is uh you had talked earlier on the last podcast where you're a big fan of the extra gappings range. yeah and yeah. i saw recently that Both of it's these catching that on way. you see this yeah talk th uh, through that a little bit show folks what with your it's hard feel. for them to see because the camera is so far away. Yeah, but, we, but we're able to get it. We'll be able to just hold it up there, and Emmanuel will be able to get to that, yeah. too. Okay, well, I got both of these are done the same way. Great. I'll but let you show uh, what it is is I add, well, these aftermarket pistons only come with one ring, right? They come with a single one compression ring and the oil ring, oil control ring. Normally, all aftermarket pistons and even stock pistons have three rings. Get right in there. Oh, yeah. Three rings, like a scraper ring, which is the middle ring, and then a the compression ring and an oil control ring. Well, on these aftermarket pistons, they don't have it, right? And then you run methanol, which right. is, you still haven't ran methanol. No, but the, the methanol, guys are really going you fast. Methanol, yeah. I run methanol. Yeah. The, the methanol dumps in 1.8 times more than gasoline, almost two times as much, right? So you have a lot more cylinder pressure. The alcohol tends to get past the ring. Well, in this case, only one ring, right? right? One compression ring. It gets past it and gets into the oil, and you end up with milky oil, right? It's very common. So what we do is you go out to the racing spot, you put fresh oil in, you race the whole day, and at the end of the day, you dump your oil and you go home, right? That's what usually people do. Anticipating that that's what's yeah. going to happen. Well, I had came up with this idea, right, where first I was really just gas porting the piston. These are gas ports. That's why you see all the little holes going in the circle. A lot of people don't know what that does. They just said, why ain't got those holes in there? He gonna be leaking compression. And the but, holes you're talking about, the ones that run around the... The circle, uh, around the edge. The, yeah, the perimeter right. of this. Okay, got it. <clears throat> well, what that does is when the pressure is coming from the head pushing down on the piston to push the piston back down it goes into these holes and make the, the gas disperse no 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 okay it makes the ring expand right because the ring is just sitting in the slot you see the slot yep the ring is just sitting in the slot but it that ring is what actually seals up the compression in the in the inside cylinder the cylinder board, right what the the gas port do the air goes in these holes and push forces more force on the ring, pushes up against the wall, so it won't flutter. See, normally when you when you 
when you uh, don't have the gas port, the rings flutter. They could be against the wall. They bounce back. There's space for them to bounce around, right? Right. But when the pressure's on them, it's pressed up against it. You have air pressure pushing up against the ring from the backside. So you have to look really good and see that it goes behind the ring. Sure do. You see it? Yep. And it pushes up against the wall and forces it to seal better, right? Is there a, a specific aftermarket manufacturer that you prefer with pistons? Is there no, one that you find this yourself? One, this, this one, one is uh, Arius Pistons. Yeah, well, that's a great name. from uh, uh, ISKI, right here, Small Engine Cams. Got it. Uh, CP is another name you hear a lot. Yeah, a little bit on the higher end. This uh, one is a price-wise. Janey, another mines. big name. Do you have a preference, Charles, on pistons? Uh, the actual best piston is the billet pistons from JR Race Car, you know. But JR Race Car, right now, currently don't make this size piston. But they, they make, make this, this size, size piston. piston but this, this is a mine. Which one are you talking about? The one that they, which they make the. They make this size. What size is that? Okay. 3012. But the guy just wanted to get it real quick locally, so he just went over to Iski and got it, right? But the JR Race Car Piston is billet, which is a better quality and a stronger, but you have to order it, you know, out of state. It would be the same thing like with a, a billet rod yeah, or a, a light These flywheel. These are forged pistons. Even though look under the bottom, it looked like it might be a billet, but that's cut. The CNC cut. And it, it looks, looks shiny, shiny and stuff, but it's not billing. <laughs> Let's get back to your blocks, Charles. What what do you do with these blocks? You know, the expression welded up the blocks. What is it that you essentially do with these things? Is it Well, is I'm it, in the, I'm in a lot of groups. Okay. Right. But the main building group right now is uh Po Boys. I know they a couple of dudes are probably watching. Who are the who's the guys from Po Boys? It's a lot of dudes, but the the original guy <clears throat> name is Gary. Gary Sneaks. What's right? happening, Gary? I've been knowing Sneaks since 2005, I believe, and uh, from Four Cycle, right? But anyway, he was one of the original Honda clone engine builders from back then. And they, when the clone first came out, it blew up, you know, and it kind of like all the time made the aftermarket, you know, fight, you know. So they, they everybody want to get something, you know, for the aftermarket. But uh, now these dudes are blowing engines. Well, they. Well, now yeah, it's simple and easy to put together an engine and then blow the jug off, right? And this is the jug. All this was, let me turn it this way. All from about here going across down here. All the cylinder pretty much, all the cylinder area blows off. The right? jug. The jug, Yeah. right? That's the main, why this main sure. brace is up here. It didn't need to have this much brace, but... My crank is custom in this engine, so I got, it's just making too much power or whatever. But anyway, this is the most common setup. This is for the regular ARC stroker crank and three inch bore, right? So Pretty we're much gonna, everybody's doing these nowadays, but at first I was the only guy, you know, then I blew the jug off. You know what I'm so, saying? So once that happened, you realized that you were going to go ahead and reinforce that so that didn't happen to you. You can go as... Yeah, well, everything happens a little bit at a time. At first, I just had a block with a lot of weld all up in here. But and why was that? It's still cracked. You were welding that to just not because of something happened to prevent something from happening? Yeah, the Preventive jug maintenance. Off. Yeah. The jug is the main thing that blows off. Right? So you weren't doing it with the bracket? You were just welding it here? Well, <laughs> that's how I started off. Got it. And then... I put the brace in here and here, right? And that stopped the jug from blowing off. 
But the Stroker Crank then came out from ARC like in 2009, and it started to crack the block here. You'll get like a leak from the oil seal, then it will crack the block from vibration or something. And I said, man, I'm going to put a brace there. So I put a brace going across here, put a brace in the inside here. Got it. So you're doing preventive maintenance this throughout all of it. This the crack. You see this crack right here? Yeah, I can. For those of you who yeah. uh, won't have that ability, the, the area that's cracking is obviously is the thinnest area within the block. Actually, you know, that's where it's going to go. They can see right here. You can see on the outside, too. Oh, there you go. Over there. Yeah, okay. You can see it along. And, and this, that's again, the this is the thinnest part. for this brace. A lot of people don't even know why. Why this brace is here? Because that part right there cracks. It's just from vibration and running. Now, Charles, how much, how much weight are we adding when we start to put... It's one thing to go... Tacking up. This might be two pounds, maybe yes. two and a half pounds more. But its ability to allow you to go and run that much faster and harder, oh, that's yeah. got Crazy no effect. Power. Yeah. yeah, okay, now, got it. Now, this one here is my second most powerful engine right here because it has a smaller carburetor. But Did you put one, these breathers on here? What are these? What are, are the Oh, top yeah, that's, that's the vent the block. Yeah, okay. But this is the one from your dyno competition. That was thirty-two horsepower. What, what, yeah, what? pretty much at the at the wheel. Yeah, that's pretty stout. Yeah. When I tell people I have a dyno, they smile. When I tell them thirty-two horsepower, yeah. they kind of give me that smirk, like, "No, you're not doing me no favor." That's a lot for a little motor. Yeah. Man. It's like, well, see, that's what I was telling the dudes because other people was like, "Man, they shouldn't make that much power." I said, "Look, people thinking that I still had a low power number because out of state, these guys have inflated horsepower numbers, right?" I said, "All you have to do." Is bring your little bike or engine or whatever, put it on the bike, and run it on the same dyno. Then he gonna say twenty horsepower. Then you are gonna be upset like everybody else because sure. a lot of people was upset. That's why I got the leaving dyno. out of that dyno. You I, know, I, I, I everybody brought... was like, it was a guy with a some type of exotic little motorcycle came in there and he was like, last this year, right? Supposed to make thirty eight or something. I ain't doing thirty eight. Yeah, but when he got on the dyno, it's like twenty one or twenty two. Right? I was like, oh my goodness. Well, the ones that are even funnier are the ones that just don't, <laughs> are not able to get on. It's like I'll be on there. It's like you gonna go on? It's like you know, there's like two hours left. Yeah, I'll be there. It's like they, yeah. And the, the did you ever have any bike on the dyno yet? Yeah, because you, you, you're really you've been really more in like a kind of a pseudo working mode over there. I got to give you some slack so you can have some fun there. Get a bike out yeah, there. Yeah, just it was dangerous. I just didn't have man. a bike. See, all that stuff happened after I sold my race motor. Yeah, you were in between well, bikes. Yeah, at, at the show, and, and you, you, you don't really bring bikes out. You kind of show up, right? You, yeah, you yeah. brought well, the... I missed the first time. Right, the first time I didn't know you was bringing a dyno. I came and was like, "Oh man, it's a dyno here." So you shouldn't have been surprised, but then I told there. the world about that. I was already there with no bike, so I was trying to call other people to bring their bikes, which. This dude, uh, Goose, he had brought yeah, we bike know Goose, and, and his bike made like eighteen horsepower yeah, yeah. or something. I can't really remember. What and then it made. Joe won the second year, didn't he? No, Joe. that same year, uh, Joey came in and got Joey. like sorry, Joey, twenty five or something. I can't remember how much horsepower. And that kind of like blew everybody. And you away. stepped over him ten horsepower. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, when I came, you know, then uh, Jake Mo had a pretty good dyno pool because when I had went, the closest guy to me was Solo. You know, yeah. Brian from F and B. Sure. Right. Right. What's happening, Brian? And uh, Paul Famer. We kind of talk. I kind of talked to uh, Jake. To, Man, go ahead and put on a dyno because he would just had his bike for show. Yeah. Right. He was like, "Well, I don't have a starter or whatever." <laughs> 
Man, I got a starter. Come starters on. everywhere. Look, look, look. So he was like, okay, okay, I'm going to do it, right? And his bike ran pretty good. He ended up getting right behind me, just over Brian, right? Yep. And so I said, yeah, man, you know, the bike ran pretty good, you know. But I had had a little issue. We was talking with, uh, uh, I was talking with the guys that build out here now. You know, originally, I was like the only guy who built engines, right? Mm -hmm. And I had seen the last one where, with uh, Daryl talking shit, right. like he's talking shit to me or whatever, right? It was he, good nature. He build engines, he go do all this stuff. Daryl, you listening? Yeah, he probably listening. Sure he is. If not, somebody from Fastlane go tell him yeah. about me or whatever. But anyway. Uh, Daryl loved him. Couldn't you tell Ed when he was here? Oh, Where did he uh, Daryl just wanted to be the small block. These guys. These guys. Are yeah, different. I normally just deal with nothing. May, well, mainly I only raise small blocks. I only build a big block because, you know, I'm trying to break another record. You know, so that's the only reason. What record is that, Charles? For the, the track. If we can actually get to the track. You know, I heard you might have been. Yeah, I'm trying. Trying to. Get yeah, I'll talk a little bit more about enjoy, that. Enjoying the yeah. hundred mile an hour. I club. heard some bad stuff about <laughs> Irondale. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about it. I seen something on uh Facebook. What it say? About 2018, they, they were trying to make it a shopping mall or something. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't know if. Oh you, yeah, you I saw that about, too. I seen. I was you, like, you, what? You talk about a perfect option. Irwindale is, to go to Irwindale. is not far, and it's no. clean and everything, it's, man. We, um, we kicked off our event. We did, we cruised from Irwindale to Tucson for the first Roadkill Night event, which was this past January. There's a guy over there, Doug Stokes. Uh, Doug is a friend of ours from back in the day when he used to do all the PR for the OEs, the Nissans and the Toyotas and the Isuzus. He would be the kind of guy that would corral 20 media guys and take us to Mexico to drive new Isuzu Troopers. And he'd take all the clients and all the sales reps. He knew how to take care of people. When they got him at Irwindale, it was my first call. I was begging him. It's like, Doug, it's Joe. Hey, Joe. It's like, I got this mini bike show. Can I do anything at your place? Just give us a little area where we can ride, you know, and I'll do a little show and shine. God, I don't need to go down the track, but just give me a little place where I can do a little parade. He goes, let me check. He comes back. He goes, no. Oh, we're setting him up. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him. Ooh. Where's the Joe's mini bike reunion sign? You went all graffiti on me. I know. Yeah. So I thought we were in. When I found out Doug was at Irwindale, and I I'm, I think I'm chasing some old news too because we talked about this. I thought we were in. I thought I'd have the drags there. Oh, I'd have the man, car. I'd do it at night. Right there. You know, we'd have music. There'd be a, maybe working something, you know, food, everything we thought about. I got the big no. NHRA sanctioned tracks, they're not going to have these small wheel-based bikes. Yeah, they, they let us run in 2011, six years ago. And it was on a run what you brung with these old Harleys from like the 1920s or something. Oh, okay, nostalgia bikes? Yeah, they just let us go out there and run. Yeah. It was just, When was that, Charles? Like 2011. It wow. Was way back. That's kind of close. Did you ever go out there, yeah. Irwindale? Ed? No. Yeah. They let us run that one time after that. Funny how that goes. We mentioned Jake Moe. Jake, a big thanks to Jake. Uh, Jake, has, you, you'll notice that typically Frankenstein lurks behind me. And he's not there because uh, Jake um, Jake never really got his hands on it again after he delivered it to me. And that was how the deal was supposed to go. You know, here's the bike. We can show it. And I just need to get it back. Well, he went and took it back. Uh, I've got a, uh, I got a billet head from uh, my man Ian from CB Minis and a couple other little parts. And he took it and hopped it up a little bit for me. And uh, he's going to have that back. And I also told him that I was going to buy the Roper, the blue Roper. Oh, yeah, the one he was trying to sell. Yeah, because, you know, it's like. 
these are Jake's bikes. You know, he's that that dude builds a good bike. I like I always like that little drag bike he has. Oh, you see the ones he's building now? Uh-uh, oh, it's it. and every one he has is like. First, you don't know. It's like I'm afraid to get near it because they really look nasty. Like they yeah, kick your ass. Yeah, 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 but then there's just something Jake Mo about him. So Jake, thank you for uh, not only uh, coming picking up. He had his son Logan with him. Logan, I hope you have a great school year. Um, hey, uh, we're already at the break, and uh, it, it's a good time because during the break, we always have um, a chance to check in with uh, a guy that I love, Myron Bailey, with the Motor City Minute, brought to you by Studs Hardware and Performance. Let me grab my headphones here. Now, we had a little bit of an issue. Poor Myron, he can't win for losing. We've always had a problem, but we got it figured out. Myron, can you hear me? We can't hear him. I don't know. Okay, hold on for a second here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. you. That was very good. I can hear you. Can you hear me, Myron? Yes, sir. I was just having fun. I was doing the Chinese thing, you know, where they're just talking, and then the words come later. Is that payback? I can't hear you. That now. was payback. That was payback. I had to get you. Hi, Myron. I, I can't tell you what a blast it was to meet you in Big Sun. Uh, we had a great time. What What do you remember from the trip? I, you may have heard me earlier. Did I miss anything? Oh, man. It was so glad. I was so glad to have you come up here. It was like Christmas in the summertime. Chilling with the mini bicycle family. I wish you could have came too, Charles. I'm a big fan of yours. I know everybody be having their West Coast and East Coast thing, but you know, I like I'm a big fan of yours too, and I know you got a whole bunch of them. But first off, I want to say to uh, give a shout out to Scott. He broke his collarbone, and um, I, you know, I hope he get well soon. You know, that's a very hurting thing right there. It seems and, to be uh, going around. Uh, I was, I was talking to the guys earlier and not only did nick recently injure his collarbone but omar out here on the west coast also uh how did it happen with scott do you know you know what happened charles or excuse me you know what happened myron um you say, say that again do you know the details what happened to uh scott nope, not nope i've been at work all day so i ain't got a chance to talk to him well give him our uh give him our best uh, he was he was another cool guy. We had a chance to spend some time with him while I was back there. It was nice to see him. I think yeah, he's he's selling that yeah, motor. We had a with you, Joe. We had an absolute ball. The restaurant, the whole bit, man. Taking you down to the to the drone, hanging out at uh, Eric Shingles at Studs. You couldn't ask for a better couple of days off. Hey, that reminds me, Eric. While I was there, not only. I just missed the box that he had sent to me. He sent the box with some cool parts, and he also offered us an open invitation if we need any parts to let him know. We get a lot of that, you know? Tim Fermiski, he's so gracious, and Eric, as well as all these guys that are sponsors. Well, anyways, Eric also offered us some parts, and Myron, it's official. He is your first paid sponsor. He's the official sponsor now of the Myron Bailey Motor City Minute, and uh, we have a residual check for you that you'll now be getting yeah yeah Uh, you get ten dollars don't spend it all in one place myron what was the most fun that you had this week because we did it all we 
we we did the little meet and greet. We got to ride a little bit. We did the velodrome. We did roadkill. Did you like roadkill? Was that fun for you? Oh man, that that was the absolute greatest, man. The only thing I hated was that the weather was kind of playing with us. Just a little dribble. Just a little dribble. To me, I liked it because it never rains. Imagine a day. Well, it stopped cars from running. Yeah, but it got us to see goats. Without it raining, we would never have a goat show up, like the goat that showed up right. at, at the event. Right. What's the deal with the goat? Can you tell us the story on how the goat arrived? Um, I don't know how he got there because I had to leave. Cause, uh, but I saw the pictures on Facebook. And uh, Calman, my brothers too. Uh, well, I don't know the whole story on that one. Are you moving around? Are yeah, you? I had to move around for a second. Oh yeah, because when you do, it slows everything down. So stay okay, put. Yeah, if you could. My bad. That's all right. Um, so tell us, Myron, what's up with you the rest of this summer? Your bike was okay. I think you had a problem with your clutch. Did you get it fixed? No, not yet. Lazy. They're going to Ubley tomorrow. The, the Top End King's going to be riding tomorrow at Ubley. Uh, some of them are riding there. It's 100 miles there and 100 miles back. And 200 miles. These guys literally miles. ride 200 miles. Scott Scott rides 100 miles. He rides his mini bike almost like daily transportation. Really? Yeah, so it's amazing. There's they probably a, the, have like open land out there. Yeah. Just keep uh, riding without no problem. Well, some of these guys really are, are sensible about it, and they wear helmets, and they obey the law. Other guys just, they're going crazy. They're doing wheelies on quads and I no helmets and all that stuff. Uh, it was a guy getting chased by the police in Yeah, that was Detroit. pretty funny. But you then seen it, like, and the, the police went on the sidewalk. I seen it. Fucking lighting them up. Yeah. yeah. Really? yeah. Hey, uh, how many bikes were out there riding? Was it 200 or did someone say, did Eric say 2,000 bikes? Do you remember what the number was, Myron? Which am I where? Recently, where the cops were chasing that dude on the mini bike, supposedly the whole city. Uh, I don't I don't uh we were uh the biggest the biggest ride I've been on this year is, it was at the Luau with Lehman Hicks Untouchable Minis. Yes. That was uh August, what was that? August the tenth. It, it was right before I got to town. It was um, yeah, it was a Saturday, somewhere in there. That was, was strong Saturday, too. They had an event called the Mini yeah. Bike Luau that Lehman puts together. A uh, couple hundred bikes strong, riding. Nice group of guys, all different kinds of cool bikes. Riders, yeah. those guys like to ride big boy bikes. You know, like the, those full size bikes compared to some of the smaller phrase. Not a lot of drag bikes, with the exception of Calman. Um, Myron, look, I know that, uh, there was the first extravaganza that was put on over at Milan Dragway. Uh, the Candyman had the extravaganza number one, but I hear now that there'll be an extravaganza number two on the 29th at Milan from seven o'clock to 11 o'clock. Is that an event you're going to be checking out? Yes, sir. We had so much fun the last time. Anytime... Candyman throw something, it'd be fun. Fun and adventurous and police free. So what's <laughs> what's up with your son? What's up with Big Son? Oh, Big Son, we was just hanging out today, man. We uh after work affair, had a few beers, talked a bunch of junk, and uh, you know, mosquitoes started coming out, 
everybody starts to disperse. <laughs> hey, I can't see your handsome face because you moved out of the frame. Okay, is that better? No, now I can really see it. It's actually worse. <laughs> Myron, look, um, before you know you know it, this little segment's over, but I want to tell you that I was I was having a blast with you. I look forward to getting out there and seeing you again. I hope, as we talked about, maybe you can corral some of the guys, rent a big truck, um, or even if you have to leave your bikes home and just come out. But I'd love to see some of you guys from Detroit come out to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion on the 14th. <clears throat> I know that you guys kind of think you know some of the guys, but there's, I'm sure, a few of the guys out there that many of the Detroit guys have a little bit of a misconception about. Hopefully, we got past some of that. Uh, you guys would love it out here, just like I loved spending some time in Detroit. So you guys are all welcome. Uh, to those folks that showed up at the meet and greet, and I want to thank you, Myron, because you were a big part of getting the two people that showed up to come. But uh, Calman, uh, we mentioned Scott, all the guys at Stutz. Uh, you, Big Son, Brad DeMoise, um, Brad Treat, Lily, Alan Bryan, Danny, Mike Walker, Caleb Walker, that little dude. That was fun to meet him. Shane Fuller. We talked about Pizza Boy Charles. Um, who else? Mike Champagne, Kevin Blackman, uh, Eric Biggs, Cam White. If I miss you, sorry about that. But that was a nice turnout. Uh, it was great to see you. It was just as advertised. And we got away pretty cheap because Calman paid for everything that night. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to run up out that motherfucker. I wasn't about to pay for shit. That's what I said. So I got to go to the bathroom. That check came. No, it was really nice. How did you like uh, I turned you on to Heffy Weizen beer. Did you like the Heffy Weizen beer? Oh, yeah. that was Yeah, it was kind of strong, but it showed it made me tis tipsy. <laughs> you were tipsy before you got there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, what's going to happen next week? Uh, we'll have you back on. You got any plans for next your next episode, or are you just going to work on it? Uh, work on it. Yeah, there you go. You want to give any shout-outs before we uh, finish up your segment? Yes, I would like to give a shout-out to my boy Joe, who came down to the D. And I'd like to give a shout-out to everybody in the D. Ride safely, please. Wear your helmets and gear. Myron, how true? Uh, because every day, unfortunately, we're starting to hear about somebody that fell or broke something or cut something. There's a couple of you guys. In fact, the guys sending the real graphic photos of the guys who are getting knocked off their bikes and cracking their skulls open, it's like, stop doing that shit. Those photos are way... Do you see them, Charles? Yeah, I remember oh. he sent me one where the guy lost his hand. Oh, I saw one guy with a foot <laughs> broke right off the, yeah. the leg, so... Um, Charles, um, Myron and all those guys were asking about you. And as I told them, if you remember during the meet and greet, Myron, yeah. uh, that Charles welcomes them as well to come out here anytime. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there talk shit, but Charles knows his stuff. He gets, he's earned the chance to, to have a little fun. And you may notice that when Charles I ribs you, people take it serious. He's just having fun. He's oh, yeah, I don't normally say too much. The guys normally want to beat me up. That's yeah. the thing. It's always the ones that are about the size of your arm. They telling me, when I see you, look, they threatening me. You know what I mean? I ain't never said anything. I'm talking, but I ain't never threatening them. So, so Myron's our ambassador. And it's like, Myron, look, when any of these guys are worried about Charles snapping their head off, you let them know they're going to be fine. <laughs> Myron's a big fan of yours. Myron's always oh, asking yeah, about yeah. you. Oh, yeah, me and him, we been cool. 
I've been with Myron. I've been knowing Myron now maybe. It's 2009 yeah. or 8. So I don't know, it's been a good while. Yeah, video, Myron's son. The video, um, oh, you, big son. Not really asking a lot about you, Charles. Everybody wants the younger dudes. Evil A. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm telling you. For what? What is it that makes like your, what, what makes Big Son interested with the evil one? Is it just because he's so cool? Because Evil A got that Jesus piece. <laughs> the Jesus piece. Oh, <laughs> That's I why see. I said the sticker. Can I, I get a name, man? He gets the full beard in there on the sticker. <laughs> I don't know. You ain't never had none of those stickers. You had sold out those stickers. I don't know if you heard us earlier, Byron, but we, uh, we talked about having uh, Evil Ed's image on a t shirt. Hey, that'd be sweet. Remember them, uh, them guys that had uh, the Duck Dynasty, whatever yeah. the hell that was? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't all it was cracked yeah. up to be. <laughs> oh, right. That's a good one. It was, they needed Aflac insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Ed's a little bit on a higher power than those guys from Duck Dynasty. <laughs> right. But yeah. if Evil Ed could get stickers like that, I want 10 of them. Well, you remind me, I had to finish my story. So uh, I asked Ed if it was okay, if he would think about it, to use his image on a second shirt, not, not the main shirt, but his own shirt. Um, and he said, yes. So I, I looked into it, Ed, and there's royalties that you're paid. And it bases on, well, is it apparel? Is it for a performance? Is it for movies? And they all fall into a percentage. You're at a 5 to 10% royalty on apparel. Really? Typically, it's like 5 to 10%. So, Ed, you're getting the full 10%. <laughs> You get the full ten percent. There's no, there's no meeting in the middle. And then Myron, he made some of these pins, these little small pins. You know, you put them on your shirt. Uh -huh. And we've got, uh -huh. th we've got three of them right now. And who knows? I, I think, I think there's a pin, a Myron Bailey pin. And I know the image. It's I don't you. Know, man. It's you wearing that hat. I don't know, man. Uh, with the flaps. Oh, that'll be cool. But I, I, I like the one where he's sleeping with his mini bike. Or that one you were sleeping, yeah, with, yeah. Your sleeping, buddy sleeping with his mini yeah. bike. I think I saw one where he put hair on it. So we've got a few images, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna let you go. We're at the break over here. Uh, it's Myron Bailey, my main man from the Motor City, bringing you the Motor City Minute. I know we could probably talk for for hours about what we did. I know for sure there's one thing we did we could talk about for hours. We got to wrap it up. Uh, this segment was brought to you by uh, Studs Hardware and Power Sports, your place for go fast and performance parts not to mention eric and all those guys are real mini bikers like you bring your shit over there that you've had enough with it's like fuck it just fix it they'll do it they know it they seem they sell bikes they had a couple cool little indians lurking out there if you get in the back you want to buy everything it's one of those places where there's <laughs> cool stuff all over a wide line of products myron would you do me one last favor if you get a chance to speak to eric um yes sir I don't know how he could be that deep with all that product and not be carrying the Charles Mini drag bike line of uh, performance parts. So maybe Eric and uh, Charles could could work out a deal. And uh, okay, no Char problem. And you can see from the podcast he knows what he's doing. So uh, say hi to Big Son. Uh, thanks for the time, and we'll check in with you a little bit later on. It's uh, Myron Bailey with the Motor City Minute, brought to you by Studs Bye, Myron. Hardware Performance. We'll see you next week, Myron. All right, Eva Ed. Take care, Charles. When with the flick of the wrist. <laughs> Look at the flick Tia. of the wrist. Myron Bailey. One time Tia. Later, Myron. It was it was tough. It was like you were in uh, high school. You're college. You're going away. And then you're going away for the summer. You have to say goodbye to all these
Then there's this other thing too, Ed. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick little break here. Oh, we're breaking out there. Oh, we're on a break now? Gets nervous. Welcome back to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. It's season two, episode, I think they said seven, seven. Ed. Seven. I'm just forgetting everything. You are. Everything, though. The days, the fucking names. It's just. What is today? Well, that I knew because tomorrow's my anniversary. This is Wednesday, the 16th. And it's also a big day for me because um, Cousin Steve's in the house. My cousin Steve, Steve Mal from uh, Arizona. Steve is an OG Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Um, behind the scenes guy. He was there when we first did Joe's mini bike one? reunion, the first one. He was about three foot shorter than he is now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steve, yeah. welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Well, how could I not have you? You're my cousin. I told that your your father that I would have you on. So if I didn't have you on, there'd be big family problems. Although we don't have family problems, do we? No, of course not. No, we're 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 pretty much what you call the the perfect boring family. No no problems. How about that? All right then. <laughs> so while uh, Steve's been growing four, five, six feet, he's also uh, uh, gained a lot of notoriety back there in Arizona. He's the two-time amateur champion for mountain bike racing. He's uh, had the title for two years in a row. I always get worried about him because just like mini bikes, I want him to have a helmet on. But you've, you're up to your third championship. Congratulations. You just come off a big win. Thank you. What kind of bike are you on now, Steve? What, do you, what do you, is it called? Do you pilot something? Would that would be what kind of bike are you piloting? Is that how I would ask it? So I ride a uh, enduro bike, which is basically all mountain, and uh, it's a GT Force full suspension, one sixty in the front, one fifty in the back. Those are tire sizes. No suspension. Oh, okay. Um, tire size is twenty seven and a half inches, so it's a little bigger bike. Um, it's good for what I do out in Arizona. There's a lot of boulders and cactus and it's really uh technical riding so you want bigger wheels out there for sure what was the last time you had a real 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 good fall i've been lucky man um the last little spill i had wasn't even on the mountain i was actually uh just doing a little sit down wheelies in the neighborhood and went a little too far back slammed on the brake foot went forward and i sprained my foot was on crutches for like a few weeks but luckily uh i haven't fallen on the mountain you fall on that mountain man and you're not getting up too quick i would never do it ed I would not never me. get on anything going downhill without a motor. Not me. No. What, what did you, did you ever, you never even had a mountain bike. No, I no. had stingrays. So when I first moved here in the early 80s, mountain bikes were starting to become cool. And Linda and I bought two of them. And we bought them and they sat there like a, 
an exercise machine that you buy that turns into a tie rack. We didn't want anything to do with it. I them. got a mountain bike at home. I, they took me out one time to Mount Waterman, which is a ski. It's the, it's the nearest ski resort to Los Angeles. It's right up Angeles Crest. It's called Mount Waterman. You can look it up. And it is the nearest, steepest hill ever created by man. And I went on there. You would take, just like you would if you were skiing, you would take your bike on the chairlift and you take it to the top and then you'd go down. So I went with the guys that had gone all the time. I, this is my first time out there. I'm still shitting my pants. And I had both brakes on, and I asked you about this, because you literally, even with both brakes on, you still, still go, go downhill. downhill. Even with, with the, the wheels stopped completely, you, you still, still go. So I, I, I didn't realize that. that. I thought that literally you put the brakes on. and you stop? Uh, I, I went over two or three times over the handlebars. The first two times I did, I actually thought it was funny. The third time I thought I had killed myself. So I could never do that, Steve. Um, so it's good money now. I don't want to go name names with you're winning like six figures. These are these are these are no small races. That that was a pretty decent paycheck you took home after the last race. That's that's got to be nice. You're a young kid, making big money riding those bikes. Yeah, it's great. So you got chicks all over you and people calling you trying to all that. I'm having fun. All right, all right, Christ. See, I fucking hate this because it never happened to me <laughs> when I was young. Nothing, nothing. I right, give some shout outs before I get really jealous of you. Do you mind uh, participating? We got a lot of people that want to hear some shout outs instead of me. We get some big professional motorcycle or bicycle rider whatever the fuck you do give him some shout outs will you and then we're gonna have back in charles mini drag bike um, <clears throat> a lot of people don't know this but charles from baton rouge louisiana see everybody thought he was from so we got we're gonna go behind the scenes with charles but steve if you don't mind give us some shout outs yeah so here's some names um sorry if i butcher any of them butcher all <laughs> you got chris scott out of buffalo new york Major League Mini Bikes. Wow, he's even got a name of his club. <laughs> we got Billy Timberlake. We got Nick Mattis. We got Tom D. We got Gail Tellerico, Rich Robertello, Utica, Utica, Michael Baranowski, Steve Vincent, Matt Max Flores, Flores. Sorry about that. Roshane Valentine, Sean Papa Smurf. This made Street. that guy from Italian to a Mexican with one felt <laughs> swoop. He went from Flores to Flores. Matt Cohen, Rich Cuddle. Cohen, Cohen, Jewish, get it? Cohen. Christ. <laughs> Dan Henning, Kyle Calkins. Calkins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got Doodlebug Nation. We got Michigan Mini Bike Scene. We got Max Heaney. We got Mike Wrigley. We got Brad Miller, Bill Cummings, Tim Matz, Tim Gillet, Larry Deverage. Tim Matz was the. There's two brothers, the Matz brothers. They're the ones riding all those fast bikes. They're the Home Alones of Detroit. Oh, okay. Young kids, they look alike. They're short, fearless. They're riding those bikes at the T-spot, going as fast as we do over there on Anna Street or wherever they were at night riding. Wow. Yeah. They're, do we get How many more we got there? A few more here. A few more. Toby McCalson, uh, Bing, Cleveland Flowers, Marv, Cousin Eddie, Jason that's, LaFrance. That's your father. Jim Jacksons, Brian Lohens. Team Roadkill. Yes. Harrison Carr, Nick Diaz, Nicholas Drow. We got Ron Thomas. We got Mike Walker. We got Chad Jennerith. Cut him off, Steve. They've had enough. We've given them enough. <laughs> Give them one last one. Joe Didato. Joe Didato. You know Joe Didato. What a great one to end. Steve, thanks for coming out. Um, how do you keep in shape for all this? Do you run? Do you exercise? Do you lift weights? Do you have to eat healthy? Do you have to not drink? And what, do you have to do all that stuff? That... Oh, man, it's training nonstop. 
you know, I always am on that bike. I try and uh, get out there early morning, you know, to beat that friggin' Arizona heat. Yes. And he's doing all this uh, in Arizona. Well, good luck. You ought to have your head examined if you ask me. Uh, Steve Mel, check him out on Facebook. Steve Mel, is that your? Yep. Uh, how else do they get a hold of you now? Tinder or what is it? What's that stuff they do now? Bumble. Bumble. Yeah. Check so me out. Check him out. Any ladies yeah, out there? Yep. Reach out to all me. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. I'm just kidding. Thanks for coming out, Steve. <laughs> Send us some free tickets. Sounds good. If you're in the area, you want to see some cool. Uh, is it? It's not BMX. It's 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 mountain bike, right? I'm mountain getting bike. It? All right. Yep. Jerome Deaches. Eat your heart out, man. I know you think you can ride some bikes. Steve's ready to take you on. Thanks for coming in, Steve Mel. See you. Thanks for having me, Joe. Broke it up here. All right. Charles, come on down here. I'll never ride a bike, Ed. (laughs) I'll never ride a bike. You got a bike. Yeah, I mean, I never ride a bike without an engine. That's got an engine getting put in it now, right? Last time I rode a bike, it took me like 30 miles. Uh, Edwin and Guardrail Dave. Oh, Christ. Yeah, I had to stop like 16 times. I remember riding bikes forever when we were kids. It didn't matter the hills or where you were going. It's like you took your bike just like you would take a car. You just took the bike. Yeah, we took the bike trail along the beach. Then you Went get from like Santa Monica to Redondo. That would be a good ride. Oh, and then back. Oh, man. Yeah, you lived in the valley, though. The funniest stories was Charles riding around with many bikes. If you, if you haven't had a chance to, who would ever think we, or who would have ever thought we'd have more than one or two podcasts? But one of the earlier ones was Charles telling the story about riding the many bikes and going to the Starbucks and. Oh, yeah, yeah, that oh, was on that me. I'm still SMB laughing about that, and, and, yeah. and you had a pretty long ride that day. Uh, Charles, we're back. Um, thanks for uh, giving up your seat for a second for Steve. Um, I mentioned it's my anniversary. Beautiful Linda, our 33rd anniversary. Thank you, Linda. I love you. Charles, living on a long beach, originally from Baton Rouge. That Because that's how they say it, right? Baton Rouge. It's not yeah. like people say Baton Rouge. It's like, no. Baton Rouge, like the roux that you put in to make the sauce. Um, your Facebook page calls you the Alpha Taurus. I'm a Taurus. Yeah. What 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 day were you born? April 26th. Oh, okay. So Taurus starts then, huh? I'm May 12th. From the 21st on out. Okay. You believe in the horoscope and all that stuff? The whole do you like? Do you wake up every morning and read your horoscope? Uh, it's all right. Kinda. Do you? And does Not it, every day though. Not every day. Does it? Does it? Does it start to determine a little bit of how your day starts? Like, will, will you start a day bad if it's a bad horoscope? Or oh no, 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 not like that. Okay, it's normally I don't know, maybe different. I don't, I don't, I'm not that deep into it. Yeah, but you know, what part of it works for you though, or do you find appealing? Do, do, do you like, they always say like the stubborn part. Yes, you know? that's true. I normally I like to plan things yes. and, and I like to be on time. I'm like a thing punctual. About time. Yes, yes. Very well, you're punctual. been early for every podcast. Yeah. You've been, I like to be early. Yeah, you know. Well, in LA, you know, you can't use that excuse. Oh, I got stuck in traffic. You, you learn you early on. You got to assume it's gonna be traffic. Yeah. What are the odds that B gets us tonight? Oh, let's break clean his ass, Ed. If he comes near, <laughs> all right, you're in a you're in a co-host role, so you're gonna have to man the arms. So break clean is great for killing bees too, folks. I don't know if I had a chance. That raid stuff's overrated. Get yourself some break clean. Uh, I wanted to let folks know a little bit about you beyond. The guy that's either making them laugh or cry on the website. I yeah. I, I want them to know. Oh, a, yeah, but I gotta tell people too. Let's, right. Oh, hey, earlier, everybody tra- always see me as this big intimidating guy, and I ain't lift weights probably like in two years. You know, now I used to be really strong, or what they would call super strong. You know. Yes. I used to be up to like four eighty five bench pressing. So were you were you lifting competitively? No, I was just lifting in the neighborhood. Okay. 
Do you know? <laughs> Were you lifting like the prison weights where they made the the weights with the buckets of cement and the no, and all that like shit? Because you can my see my buddy like, had like a uh, his name is Jim, right? <laughs> so I used to go, yeah, I'm going to my buddy Jim house to lift weights. But they used to think that I was going to the gym. I said, no, his name is Jim, yeah. but he got weights in his backyard, right? But he used to be the biggest and strongest dude back then, 20 years ago. But he's old now, you know, so. But he has all the weights, like, in a tarp in his backyard. And you go back there, they talk mess about you and all that. Sure. And you get all pumped up and stuff like that, whatever. But. Well, that was it early on. I, I never really got into it. Uh, going three days a week, lifting. Yeah, we used to go three days a week. Exactly. Yeah, and Monday, do the Wednesday, power Friday. sets and all that. I started each time because I played football for the first year of high school and everybody, you know, you had to get into the weights. But that, that's when the line stopped for me because you had to really go into it beyond, eh, maybe I'll lift a little bit, maybe I won't. You had to because th- it was the beginning. High school and high school football was the beginning of the guys taking that next level. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you you were always a big kid. Yeah, well, I didn't. Not really wasn't. I wasn't big until. Like, if you saw a picture of you in high school, would you be one of the bigger kids or one of the smaller? Not kids? until sixteen, I hit like a growth spurt and got like really big. You know, I was already like two thirty as a senior, all muscle. You know, I was like an athlete. So, would you say that you were naturally? Um, no, I've always played oh, football. Yeah, it's in your pocket, Ed. It's oh, in your yeah. beard. There you go. There you go. Right there. Get him. Yes. Oh, on. I thought you were joking. No, fuck no. He's no. on you, Charles. Look. <laughs> Right there. I didn't want to spray him in his face. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me. Get that motherfucker. Where'd he go? There you go. You got him. Get him him with the fucking pure lube. There you go. He did. Where is he? I got flip flops on. There he is. Huh? All right, sit back down. I got 10 more minutes. I didn't want to squirt Charles squirt when it was on his shirt. <laughs> <We're gonna do laughs> All right, so uh, you were you 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 were naturally a, a big guy, or, or it was because of the weight? No, lifting? I, I used to be smaller, but ever since I had broke my knee, you know, I can't run and hop and everything like I used to anymore. So then I naturally picked up, you know, a lot of weight. So I said, "Well, I'm trying to work out." So I just started just lifting weights. I can't really. Run, you know, the doctor said, Yeah, you'll never be able to run again. And, you know, I had a bad break. Yeah, but you could bench press and curl and do all the, yeah, 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 right. And that's how it is. I just got extra bulky. So, because of that, it gave you all the all the the advantages of being the bigger guy, but it also gave you some of the disadvantages. Was everybody thinks that you're going to rip their head off or that you're yeah, always, right? Yeah, so, you get yeah, a little yeah. bit of that. You Until still they're around that? me, they see that I'm always smiling and giggling all the time. But yes. online, you know, you don't know that. You can just yeah. type up something. They'd be like, Oh, this dude here, yeah. you know. Well, it does, you know, you have to admit to everyone's defense, when you type up the word killer and your picture pops up, it's like people get a little, <laughs> people get a little uh, bit. And then yeah. I do think because we, you know, good or bad with L.A., we inherit certain things. And you probably do, for people that don't live in L.A., you, you somebody could probably look at you, and especially with mini bikes too, and like where you live. Like, are you Linwood? No, I was in Linwood. I moved two months ago to Long Beach. Okay. So whether it's Snoop songs or videos, people have a certain interpretation of who we are by, like, where we live or what our city is. So yeah. you can kind of come across Especially as, like, if you some... you live in Compton. Yeah, it's like, okay. oh, you come Compton, in Compton, and you got a blue shirt on, and so so yeah, you could yeah. fast forward to that. And I think I put a little bit of a fire out, kind of like what I did with that bee on your... <laughs> I thought <laughs> you were joking, man. No, 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 I, I saw him with your beard. Yeah. So I was worried about it. I figured a little break clean, hell, a little break clean to help out over there. 
So I I I got the sense because I'm 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 in Detroit telling these guys come out. Yeah, another one? No. <laughs> oh, we got another one. <laughs> yeah, another. One? I got the sense that many of them were were pausing or hesitant, yet anxious to get out here. And I, I think a lot of it had to do with them either feeling, I think it was more verbal. I think many of them, rightfully so, didn't want to face you because they do talk a lot of shit online. Well, I haven't you know? got into anything. It's the last person I got into was that guy, uh, John Fear. He's supposed to be whooping my ass on site. So I just be like, oh, my goodness. Why is this man here saying stuff like that? Well, you know? uh, I don't know him. Well, I, I know think, you, you don't. I think you he was supposed to be on the podcast. Myron was yeah. going to have him on, and then all of a sudden he didn't show up. Yeah. We had another guy that showed up. It was one of it was like the second, the second Motor City think, minute, yeah. and I yeah. had um, I, I I got a sense, and I asked Myron if there was a problem, and Myron just simply said, "Oh, you didn't really want to get into it." Yeah. So, and and Myron, it's like that's all I need from him. He's my man, so I can read between the lines. Well, you know, Myron, you know, Myron's cool and all yeah. that. But another dude told me, yeah, he'd be you know kind of high headed sometimes. Yeah, I guess. And then when I don't know the dude. Personal. While I was at I while I was at the T spot, his name came up. I don't know if he got into an accident too. And honestly, like I don't want to give the fucking guy any time, especially yeah. if he's going to be calling out you or you don't want to be on our yeah, podcast. Yeah, but this, like I said, this was like a I blocked him. This was like a year, year and a half. I don't know how long ago, but well, something happened where he like apparently went down last week. So look, yeah, if you're down, hey, we hope you get better, and we don't ever want you on our our podcast, so you can get what you asked for. Um, <laughs> on, on the other end of it, though, everybody else that I met there, including uh, Pizza Man. Or Pizza Boy. He calls himself Pizza Boy, but I have a tough time calling a grown man Pizza Boy. It's affectionate. It's a yeah, funny thing. If you know. at this, I don't know if he still work at the pizza place, but... Charles Harris. Yeah. he He's one of the original guys I've he's a good guy, dealt Charles. with. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he is. This he's... is back in... I always say this is back in... It might be 2010, 11. Maybe 2011 or 10. Okay. Maybe 2010. From uh, it's like we met through ago. old mini bikes. Sure, like a lot know? of people. And I think his name on there might have been Pizza Boy on. Uh, yeah, that's how they do him. Mini bikes. Because he did have that notoriety with where he worked at a pizza store. Yeah. But Charles Harris yeah, is the yeah. guy we're talking about uh -huh. who I met. Yeah, he seemed. <laughs> well, we used to be real cool. Then we kind of had a falling out. Now we kind of like we still we yeah. kind of cool right now. Well, I can tell you that there's mutual respect there, and that yeah. a lot of it is just I I think it's the computer. The computer, it's you the just computer. get carried away. You got it. Yeah. Just like he like he brings it up the time we're gonna you know all of it's like, it's funny, it's just that deception's quite an art, and 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 people would much rather give somebody shit online than give them an attaboy. Subsequently, into the opposite end, this Kalman guy that I met was the most complimentary outgoing positive guy here's an example like you know when you lay your bikes out and people want to come in and start sitting on your bikes or kids want to you know it's like when your girlfriend came over and sat on my harley and you divorced her and i shot her <laughs> um it, it, it's like some guys are like you know he's like sit on it squeeze the gas got he's standing there ass, ass, so, so, so there's some guys that are just really really loving the whole scene and other guys that just want to be grumpy about it yeah. Um, Charles was one of those guys, Charles Harris, who I now met him. The perception I had about Charles from online, what he was just somebody pissed in his coffee every day. When I met him, he was he was nothing like that. He was no, no, no. He's he's not. It, it's it has something to do with him being 
the fastest. Yes. It, it automatically comes yes. because you're supposed to. And this is what I got. I've totally forgot about this. That, and just now reminded me oh. about being the top. Dog. Right? Like you watching. I know you go watch the, the Mayweather. Yes. Uh, the, the Mayweather. Uh, and, McGregor. Uh, McGregor. Yeah. Fight, A week right? from the Saturday, the 26th. Mayweather. You know, they both have egos. They both are the best in what they do, right? They have the they, biggest egos. Yes, but I'm saying, but they the top. They the best. And they can claim to be the best because they earned it. One right? can. Well, McGregor, in if there was a UFC fight in his weight class, yes. he can claim to be the best in that bracket. They're you both know? top of their field. Floyd is the, the definitely the top of his field. McGregor is one of the top in his field. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I kind of right. get yeah. that, right? Because I know I've seen the fight with him and Nick Diaz. You know, yeah. but anyway, and others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and others. But anyway, they earned it, though. Yes. Right? So right now, Charles Harris is the top dude in Detroit. Plain and simple. Right? Yeah, he is. Which is cool. But he's not allowed to say, or just simply because he wins, people don't like you no more. This dude here, you won, I don't like you. You know? And that's how it is with me. It's lonely at the top. Right? So I'm not supposed to say, yeah, I'm the best. If I do it, they, man, oh, man, look, man, I won. What do you expect? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like yeah. in NASCAR, when the dude wins and he does a, 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 donut, a donut all in the middle of the grass in and comes out spraying a champagne everywhere milk. all over everybody and drinking milk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. He can do whatever he want to do. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to get mad. Oh, look at this guy showing off. I'm going to go fight with him or something. You know what I'm saying? But I, I've i always said, um, and it's, it's almost as if, in, in my soon view. As soon as the guy win, instantly it's like negative feedback. Yeah. You get, I'm talking about, it got to be like a thousand people jumping on that. No. On that uh, uh, live page going, going in on those guys. Well, there's one winner and then there's thousands of losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, in, in, that's why it's like we didn't have to go there with mini bikes. You know, yeah. we're not NHRA or, you know, we're not vying for like the Riddler Award yeah. with cars. You know, we're we're not racing NASCAR. Yeah, so the, the argument comes from defending yourself, yeah. right? Which if you I should say, do. Yeah. I won the event. I'm number one. Somebody come on in and say, oh, no, man, you got lucky. You was cheated no, or whatever. Now you into an argument with somebody else and another guy comes on. Now you in this big thing. You see what I'm saying? Let's take some questions. Folks, you're going to be giving away a camshaft from uh, small engine cams. Uh, talk about small engine cams. If I had a penny for every time Charles called that place, walked in that door, or bought something there, I'd probably have about enough to buy a new Corvette. You've always been a big fan of small engine cams. It's just because you just know it's, they always have the right parts, and it's always it's always going to yeah. be there. It's kind of nice. It's kind of like dependable. Uh, good guy, too. He said to say hi. I talked to him a little bit earlier. Tim? Yep. Oh, yeah. Tim is good. I said, tune in tonight, Tim. He said, Charles on? I said, yep. <laughs> Got back like 50 of those emojis. High five, <laughs> winking, pat on the back. Tim is yeah. like the number one prankster. You got to do Tim. I've been knowing Tim for a year. He he like to pull some pranks so to get your blood pressure up. Yeah, high. ball breaker is what we call him. What, some of the yeah. questions. Who's this one from? Uh, this one's from Charlie Fussy or Fusey or whatever his name is. Yep. Hey, Charlie Fusey. What's happening, man? It's a familiar name. What's the horsepower difference between a big valve welded head versus a head with bigger valves? Well, well like right now, everybody's doing 
3228. You know, you can just put one together. Might flow 8590 CFM. Then you can do a welded up one, maybe 100, 105. So it may be about 15 CFM difference, you know. The what, difference in that, that might be about two horsepower gain. What about out-of-pocket money? It depends on the size of the engine, though. And how about money? I mean, you have oh, to... Oh, well, the, the welding. The only difference is the welding, but the welding allows you to port it a lot more than without welding. Yeah, so the guy has to have the the welding talent. Yeah, or he's got I always to... tell dudes, like, for the welding difference is like 50 bucks. Okay, you know? yeah. I don't weld. Neither do I. But do you so suggest I always it? had to tell my friend. Well, I, I will explain to him. I say, look, without weld, you get about this much flow. With weld, you get a little bit more. So it depends on if you want to spend that $50. Yeah. But you can't get it welded after it's done. See? Because the heat of the weld, you have to always get it welded first. Oh, that's a good get point. get the machine work done. So, Charlie, I guess at this point, you just have to figure out, like, who you are. Yeah. Like, are you really just want to have something a little bit quicker so you can be at the lead of the you pack can't go when you back ride? and say, well, now I got $50. Let me get it welded. You can't yeah, go back can't and change it. it like that. What else we got? Good question. Thanks, Charlie. There's another question I had. But let me just jump in here for a second before I forget. It was one of our first ones that came online. Um, oh, it was about uh, your your oil preference for two cycle engines and i know it's you're really not yeah i don't run i don't run the two cycle and that's two cycle that's not even a two stroke that's the two yeah. cycle engine yeah do you think you he know? maybe meant two stroke because two stroke you know no, I, the old school engines is two cycle yeah the the uh but like, you did have some knowledge and you did you wanted to make a point about that question it, it came yeah. from chad jenry <laughs> it's it's i don't really get too much into the oil but if you a cart racer oil is like a Key. very serious subject yeah. you know these dudes get into fights over it you know they got like special blends and one is supposed to be better than the other they got thick lightweight medium synthetics and yeah. whatever yeah and additives they add to it some of the stuff is legal some is illegal it's, it's all kind of stuff you had to get like an oil expert you know but we chatted all earlier I know is the best oil what's that one charles is it pronounced modal because i've used that m-o-t-u-l Oh, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, Ed, you know how to pronounce that? Modal. Yeah, I've used that because when I got a Ducati, they suggested it, and I've already seen it. It's been like a one of those higher-end brands. almost like a CRC. It's a higher-end brand. That's everywhere. When you see races and when you see th those guys oh, riding uh, 100 miles an hour, that Modal oil. Look, I don't believe in none of the oils, really. Right? Yeah, we talked about that. What was your feeling yeah. behind that? Absolutely. I could put baby oil in my engine and still win. It just if I make it more horsepower than you do, I, I don't know if I told Evil Ed, that, but <laughs> if I make more power, it's no, it don't make a difference what oil I got, you know. Your point was also is that you just change it a lot with mini bikes, right? You, you oh, said you, right? Yeah, I was saying about the uh, methanol, right? Yeah. The reason mean, about yeah. the gas ports and the extra compression ring and all that—that's to stop the methanol from getting past the rings, and you seal up more percentage. You get the more uh, uh, complete seal, right? If your engine is taken in, ah, oh, let's it's it's kind of hard to explain. Like in this case, let's say this head flowing 150 CFM. You got 150 in the induction going in, and this one is taking in 100. Right? It's easier to seal this one because it's less cylinder pressure. Got it. This one is taking in 50 percent more. more. Oh, okay, yeah, 50, yep. 50 percent more flow in in cylinder pressure is going into this one. It's going to be easier to make those rings flutter. Well, it's only one ring, 
it's easier to make flutter. That's the reason I got this to seal it up. You know, they're like, how you do all that? You got to cut the head. I should have brought the head with it. Yeah, I could have showed you, but um, that's Hold on for the... one second here, Charles. Let's take another one. Oh. I lost it. Uh, does the number of gas ports in the piston make a difference? Number no, of ports? Not really. I like to get what, a lot because the guy doesn't, the guy that does it for me, you know, he has a special tool. He can put four gas ports, eight. Would you 16. put more in a larger displacement engine than you would a, a smaller displacement, or no? The the, the more the ports is it just getting around the ring more evenly. What's a typical number of ports that they would? Well, I like to have sixteen. And if you done any of that, you, gas, if you if found you, it, if you get them pre-done by areas, he normally has like eight. You know. Okay, so you would double yeah. it. Yeah, just double it. Just yeah. it looks more racy. Yeah. And it's more evenly around, but other than that, it's pretty much it. Charles, if you look back at the last 10 years of this mini bike industry and hobby that we're in, what would you think would be one of the single most influential things that's happened? I've asked myself that question. Is it the Predator 6.5 horsepower engine? Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's not Predator. Or the, this, the, the Leaf on the, or the imported engine, yeah, so the one that we've grown to love now. I think the clone started in... And now you got the Hemi's and everything else, maybe? but but that Predator, that, yeah. that 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 expanded Leafon engine, yeah, the one that everybody was like, no, that'll break after you. That something I think, happened with Honda. They was going through some type of issue with with in a company or something, and whoever worked for Honda supposed to have released some kind of information, and they made the first ever clone, and that was pretty much it. Besides the Predator engine or that clone engine. Is there a, is there an, a, a company or is there a product outside of that engine that's really gotten the mini bike um, industry to a different level? And that's yeah. where I struggle because it's not like there's a part or a carburetor or a pipe outside of that engine. What do you think the second biggest influence has has well, the Tetsum I, I effect? I already know. I already it, know. Yeah, I'd be curious. It's this company. Well, you, I don't know. You know ARC. Oh, the flywheel guys? Yeah. They were yeah. one who made the first billet rod. He made, they made, what it is, is they, they have to know about the engine and say, you know, is this going to be a, a good seller or whatever? And they pretty much start making the billet aftermarket parts for it. Normally the internals, you know, the rod and flywheels. Like so the they evaluate the things. platform and really legitimize whether or not they think that's the one that, People are going to carry yeah, because it, the it was future. already out for three years and they didn't really have nothing. So Jeff Clements, which is that's Mike's, a familiar name, yeah, yeah. Mike has a brother named Jeff, right? And <laughs> is he a Trump? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. But Mike, this is back in two thousand five, right? Yep. Mike has a brother named Jeff who made the first billet rod, right? Okay. And that was because of F two hundred cart racing, right? And the rod was pretty strong. It was like an H-beam rod or something with the, the uh, bearings in it and everything. Yeah, it's a for-real rod. Yeah, I mean, and it took like a couple years for ARC to finally get onto it, you know. So once ARC jumped on it, that was pretty much it. So ARC. Um, but I always got to give Jeff a little props because Jeff was like the first. Hey, earlier we talked about um, uh, the folks over at uh, Stutz, but 
you had a long-standing relationship with the folks over at Howard's. Were, were they selling your uh, your your reworked heads? And yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Well, um, I've been knowing Howard now for about ten years. No, no, no. Oh, okay. That long. It's probably been about four years or something. Well, since we've had the show, I know that yeah, the mini bike reunion. Well, we used to have. I used to do stuff for them, the blocks heads and stuff like that. You could buy and, an MDB head yeah, directly yeah, from them, yeah. right? But he he had the business with his dad or something, and so uh, they had some type of falling out or whatever. So he started his own separate thing, you know. But I think at first it was just a. Uh, I don't know if it was. A, Lawn and garden equipment, or yeah, that's typically what happens. Yeah. It, 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 it was something like that, and, and, and it just expanded. But him and his dad, something happened. I don't really don't know the details on it, but he hit me back up and said that he want to start back, and he's starting a whole new business, new website, everything. So that was like a three hundred fifty dollar head, wasn't it? If I recall, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was it. I did like different types of heads. I think I did like uh, three different types: weld, a little. I mean, no weld. A little well and heart shaped chamber. Got it. You know, so, so you I gave did, like, three different applications or whatever. Yeah. Did you have any other companion products that went with the head? Like when you blocks. Yeah, sure. You know? Nowadays, back then, you know, people couldn't put their own stuff together. But now, all you need really is this and the completely done head, and you can just put it together yourself. You know. You look at this now, like how you looking at it. You kind of like, yeah. You well, now lost. I know with all the no, you, no, but it's lost. like I didn't realize that the bracket, and I didn't realize all this yeah. stuff that you were doing was preventive. But see, all this is already done. The yeah. way it's like what we call idiot proof. Got it, right? Yeah. Already done. All you got to do now. See, like Evil Ed, he probably don't build that much, but he already know. Yeah, just go here on the rod, right. the wrist yeah. pin here goes in there, blah 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 blah, and he can just put it together itself. But this part. Is the hard part, and the only reason why I know where the parts need to be welded is because it always cracked or sure. broke off somewhere. From experience too, right? I say, man, this part right here then cracked off. Okay, I know the next time I do another block, weld this here, weld this part right here. Well, so most people just look at my stuff and say, I'm just gonna copycat what he did. So they see my pictures online and they get this here. They don't even know why it's there because when you get this just like part I asked welded, you, right? right yeah, I'm yeah saying, right. When you get this part welded, nothing never cracks. So they just thinking that it's there for display, right? That stops this crack from ever even happening. Yeah. So when it never ever cracked before, they said, "Well, maybe I don't even need that." And then when you get a block that's not with that little part, it's gonna crack. Crack, and they said, "Oh, that's the reason why." Yeah. You know. So. Well, you know what could be cool, maybe Charles, and we'll have a hopefully a chance to do this, is. Take us through you reinforcing one of these blocks one time on the show. We're I'm hopefully close to closing a welding company for Roadkill as the official welder. All the welding that those guys do, and they have a welder of preference, and we're pretty close to that. And if I can make that happen, I'm sure that we'll have a little welder sitting over here. Ed, I've seen you do a little bit of welding, but I'm far from a welder, and I've, I haven't had a stab at it. But it would be nice, Charles, maybe to, to do a little bit of a how-to. Yeah. Um, especially I can weld, with, but I'm no welder. Well, I've seen some of the work. And, and yeah, you would know. Um, but there's, uh, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of folks like me too who see some of the photos that you post up there. Yeah. And they don't see beyond the big mass of welding work. Yeah. You know, and normally, well, the guy that I had weld these blocks, he never did it before. He weld gates. You know. Yeah. So that's what he do. And I told him, I said, well, my original welder, 
he used to do stuff, but he didn't got so deep into these cars, he really don't have time. So I said, well, if you can do it, man, let me, oh, I got the welder. So I had to then take him an older block that was messed up. And I said, this is pretty much what I had to have you do. So he just looked at it, copycat everything over here, but I'm going to have to have you add some stuff. So I say, add this here, this, 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 this. I got so, a couple more questions I want to get in. Just right. to start to cut you off there for a second. This comes from Kyle Calkins. Since clone engine parts aren't doing welded blocks or aren't offering welded blocks anymore, who do you recommend? It would be you. Me. Yeah, I don't even know why well, I read that, Kyle. engine parts, my friend just bought one. They do the clone blocks, and they have some... Uh, Water jet parts, they already made. They just go right on your block and you weld it on. But they're really, really thin. It's like, I don't know if the eighth of an inch wall or something, but they're really, pretty much, really, really thin, you know. This one comes from Eric Cordova. Is there a way to run dual coils and would it make a difference? No, I have a video um, where I had to split the coil and then shot out two spark plugs, but it works really good if you have the right coil. You know, I have a new custom, but I can't really tell. Now, that's top secret right there. I can't really. Oh, so you touched the nerve you, there. I can't really tell you. This that. comes in for our man, uh, Rashawn uh, Valentine. How you doing, Rashawn? Hopefully, you're healing up uh, okay. Rashawn got my last helmet because I told these guys, if you need one, just let me know. Yeah. Um, and then <clears> two <throat> days later, Jake Moe called. <laughs> Sorry, dog. I'm out for now. Um, does the number of gas ports in the piston make a difference? Oh, yeah, so we, we yeah, oh, gotcha. My bad on that one. That's right. That was a question earlier. What's happening, Brad DeMoise? Um, Billy Powell, how you doing? We got Charlie's question. Um, yeah, it looks like folks would like to see a reinforce the block on an upcoming show. Charles, what are a couple things? What, what are the three things that none, nobody knows about you? Well, we were just talking about the the weights and all that stuff. Well, the weights we would kind of we can we can <clears> kind of eventually <throat> ascertain that. Weights and lifting weights has been well, a lot of people. Oh, I got to talk about this. A lot of people think that this is like my business. Like I do this all the time, 24 seven, but I don't. Right. I only do this as a hobby. And I originally was just doing it for myself, you know, and we've been riding many bikes forever. You're but, a machinist, aren't you? Yeah. But I'm saying we've been riding many bikes forever. I just was doing it to make myself faster. Right. Then everybody else starts saying. Well, I want you to do mines like that. I want to be faster too, and then, you know, yeah, word on the streets. End up happening. Yeah, you know. Yeah, your reputation preceded you. Yeah, but even if, right? Because there's nobody for me to be in competition with. So I normally just see. Just I gotta stop you there. Faster. I gotta faster, stop you right faster. there. Do you see how innocent and genuine and honest he was when he said that? What did you just say? Yeah. There's nobody for me to be in competition with, <laughs> right? See. <laughs> Not 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 like a WWF wrestler, not pounding his chest, just pretty matter of fact, right? Yeah. Now it's very simple for you to just make that statement, right? Yeah. Now a hundred people are gonna hear that. Ninety percent of them are gonna think that you're bragging. They always do that. And then ten percent of them are gonna say, you know, that it's good for him. He's earned it, he's he's confident with that. And I'm part of that ten percent. Just so that you know, I'm part of that group of guys that when you have a little fun or you talk a little shit or you know, you play these little social media deals that I, I know that deep down beyond the fun on the, online and the sarcasm and some of the banter going back and forth, that you really are accomplished. You really have done your homework and you've earned your spot. And that those guys who don't know you, who may 
have issues with you because they take your confidence as, I don't know, um, what was that word? Ego, egotistical. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. And that's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and if anybody was going to be a little bit of an egomaniac, you've actually learned a little bit of that too, Charles. Well, they'll say the, the people, I always warn people, right? Like, evil Ed, me and him go way back. I used to run gasoline when I first met this guy, right? Pull, start the bike, run on gasoline. You can go for 20 miles. But then when Evil Ed came with his bike, I'm like, okay, that's a nice bike. Everything is cool. Until Evil Ed say, I can beat you. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're going too far. I always warned you're going too far. It wasn't Evil Ed. It was another guy yeah. called Scary Mike, I call him, <laughs> whatever. But he started saying he was going to beat me. Look, man, I know what you got. There's no way you can beat me. It's it's, right? it's almost the equivalent of like I want to fight. Right? You got to yeah. you just got to go. Into I'm it. telling him not to do it. Yeah, but he's steady. He's gonna take the jack. He's out gonna keep. You. I'm. I know it's gonna. Look, okay. Well, we gonna have to go ahead and do it then. Then when I beat him, then it's like, now you mad like at fight. me. Now you're my enemy. See, <laughs> I didn't want to even do this to well, you. You become friends. Yeah. Another person that they had some misconceptions about was Solo. I guess Charles Harris blocked Solo. It's like you two guys remind me of each other. You, in fact, Charles Harris. I said you reminded me more of Solo than you remind me of Charles. And and just like you, I think Brian has a little bit of uh, an accurate reputation because he's pretty to the point online too. You know, <laughs> yeah. We're guys, guys. There's a group of those guys that are much better directly in front of each other than trying to to go back and forth. Because they're they're witty and they're fun. We've had Brian on the show and he's quick witted, but on the computer it just goes into a different deal. So I guess look, that's all the more reason, folks, you need to get your sorry asses to Joe's mini bike reunion. It's October the fourteenth. It's here in beautiful CV Park. Put the laptops down, put the keyboards down, and just meet face to face. Come out and beat up whoever you want. Yeah, we know. I can't. Uh, Home Alone from Eastside Racing won yep. the last uh, GT's tournament. How fast did he go? Maybe 90 miles per hour. Congrats, Home Alone. They won. They won, though. Normally, it's uh, uh, Big Belly Racing. We yeah. Got a, uh, uh, George. George. Uh, Emmanuel, yeah. I think we set a date. We're trying to run two podcasts uh, at least uh, a month now, leading up to the big show. Uh, again, October the 14th. Emmanuel, I'm going to try to find that date. I know it's on this thread here. Uh, this was our first one, although it kind of came late in the month for August. But we've got another one slated. Uh, as I try to find the dates here, oh, I don't know. It's sometime this month. We'll figure it out. We'll post it on the Facebook page. We're a little bit late uploading some of the current podcasts on the face on the website. Um, I did update the blog on the Facebook or on the website if you wanted to check that out. Uh, we are open. I've already taken on our first uh, entry. If you want to enter your bike in Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, you can do that. It's 20 bucks. Uh, we've got all new judges. We got the dyno. It's going to be there. I've already got CRC stuff showing up, like all kinds of products. We got an Evil Ed T-shirt on tap. Um, it's been a blast. Uh, I thank you, Charles, for coming. The cam, up. the cam, the cam. Oh, the cam. Yeah. God, I always forget that. Small engine cams. Well, thank you. That's why you're here. Um, which question was the most intriguing in your mind? The head. Who had the question about the head? The welded head and. Uh... Semi-welded head. Yeah. You got that one, E? And just the was it Charlie Fusi or no, or was uh, that's, uh, Brian or? Hold on here. So many, so many comments. <laughs> yeah. So we have a winner for the camshaft. It was the welded head. 
Oh, so the next podcast, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, is the 20th. Is that right? The 23rd. Next week? Yeah. Charlie Fusi. Charlie Fusi. A popular name. Congratulations, Charlie. You won the small engine cam. Compliments of small engine cams. Tim Miski, thank you for that. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. These camshafts are your way. You ain't going anywhere without starting there for which, some power. Which, uh, which grind is that on that cam? Um, he was giving us big mambas. I, you know, whatever he takes. Here's the deal. I'm going to send you a cam. It's going to be the same cam in the same box that Tim sends to me. When you open it up and you can use it, great. If not, just give Tim a call. Try to get a hold of him. Uh, and and he'll, he'll, he'll swap out with a comparable or a more expensive one. Uh, you may pay a little bit less or a little bit more depending on it. Uh, it's way too good to be true anyways. You want a freaking camshaft. Be happy about it. Exactly. Um, Charlie, congratulations for that. Charles, any final shout-outs? Uh, shout-out to Howard's and... Uh... I didn't get to talk about my buddy Daryl at uh, Big Daddy, Big Daddy Big Motorsports Daddy, yes. or whatever, but yes. shout out to Daryl. Hi, Daryl. GTs, uh, Temecula Bob. Without a doubt, Gerald. Yeah, Gerald. Yep. Oh, we got Max yard sale coming up yeah, next Max month. We'll talk more about that. Maybe we'll have Matt calling or something like that. Thank you, uh, um, Myron Bailey, for the Motor City Minute. Ed, thank you. Uh, you picked up a couple of new bonanzas there. Um, I was excited the, the first half of the show, so I got a lot of uh, – uh, I saw a lot of the thunder early on. Thanks for the patience on that, Ed. We'll talk a little bit more about your uh, complete line of apparel, custom uh, Evil Ed. Um, Rachel, thanks for having you in the house. Uh, Nicole, you had a great trip to Hawaii, you and Dave. Uh, thanks to Steve. God damn, i got to borrow some money from him. He's got more money now at that age than I have now. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing, amazing to have money when you were I'm going to steal, steal his credit card. Yeah, I think so. Because I have to pay for, well, I'll steal money from him and give it to my daughter for her trip. I'll be great. Uh, Emmanuel, how's everything going with you, brother? All right, good. Uh, all these kids have started school today. Uh, congratulations. You got through uh, your first day of school. You only got about 500 more of them. <laughs> Glad I ain't in school no more. Stay in school, otherwise you turn up. Having your own stupid podcast like this one, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week right here on Joe's Mini Bike Show.